Yo, welcome back to the Fantasy Fixers Podcast. I am your host, Winston Wolf, and this is the Fantasy Football Week 7 recap and the waiver wire pickups for Week 8. All right, let's get straight into the news and notes. Uh, first up is uh, Devontae Adams. He's on the COVID list. Uh, he's not officially out. He's vaccinated. So if he gets two negative tests before Thursday, he'll be there for the Thursday night slugfest against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Miles Sanders carted to the locker room with an ankle injury, possibly out two to four weeks. I haven't seen any info about a MRI, but that's usually what an ankle sprain would be. All right, Josh Jacobs of the Las Vegas Raiders left the game with a chest injury, uh, but they're on a bye, so no need to go rush to get uh, Kenyon Drake. Uh, Deshaun Watson has a no-trade clause, but is open to a trade with Miami and Carolina, so the reports say. Uh, they have they have to trade him because uh, if not, they'll have to pay him. Uh, Watson isn't on the commissioner's exemption list right now. He has zero criminal charges pending. Uh, I guess the rules have changed for the commissioner's exemption list because Antonio Brown was suspended a couple years ago when he had a uh, sexual assault civil lawsuit on the, I guess, the, the, the book, so to speak. Uh, but from the latest version, uh, the guys will place on the commissioner's exemption list if they have been charged with a felony or a violent crime. So I think he's traded before the deadline, sits a week, and is a plug-and-play every week. Uh, Baker Mayfield didn't practice yesterday. Will Fuller not expected to play this week, like always. Uh, Michael Gallup is returning back from IR. CMC has another week on the IR, but we're hoping uh, – He's ready then. I hope he doesn't sit any longer than that because Chuba Hubbard can't be trusted. I, th- I thought it was going to be, I wouldn't say a plug and play because he's not the same caliber. Like you you see that every week, but just by their matchups, like they play the Giants. Like who doesn't run against the Giants? But all right, that's neither here nor there, but let's go on. Uh, okay, let's get into the recap. Uh, how could we not start off with talking about the hottest team for arguably the last three seasons? The Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, the Titans beat up on the Chiefs 27-3. And for each uh, week, we kept saying, oh, it's a slow start. They'll get it together. The season is almost halfway over, and it's looking quite grim right now. Um, Holmes reminds me of Kobe Bryant in 0405, where he just played like he, he didn't even pass. He just was like, I got to score 40 every game. That's what Mahomes looks like. He looks like a player that knows his defense is falling apart and knows he has to score 50 to win games. Uh, he's never been a dink and dunk QB, so teams are bracketing the hill and daring somebody other than Kelsey to beat him because Kelsey's going to get his numbers every week. Um, the defense for the Chiefs is awful. Uh, giving up 30 points a game. Uh, if you've played Madden within the last five years, it looks like they're run, run committing every play. They, they just refuse to let Derrick Henry beat them. They, I think they talked about that all week. So the play action was open all game. Uh, Tannehill went 21 for 27, 270 and one. Henry still came away with 86 yards. No rushing touchdown, but he came away with the Urban Meyer infamous wildcat jump pass touchdown. Uh, I love trick plays, by the way. Even if even if, if, even if it's in a game against a, a team you shouldn't be doing trick plays against, but... I guess the Chiefs are a team that you can try stuff against. A.J. Brown, welcome back to the fantasy party. Yeah, welcome back. Uh, gra- grab you a drink, a couple finger foods in the, black, in the back. I'm glad you made it, and your fantasy owners are, are glad you made it as well. I actually dropped uh, Julio this week. Um, I'm done with him. Uh, he's going to have a big game on your bench. I'm just not willing to wait on it. 
All right, next game up is the Bengals versus the Ravens. All right, the Bengals beat the brakes off of the Ravens, 41-17. Uh, Joe Burrow has a 91.4 passing grade versus the Blitz this season. That's number one amongst all QBs. Obviously, the Ravens knew nothing about Stupid. this. And the Ravens blitz 42% of the time. The only team that blitz more is the Steelers. And it worked last week against the Chargers, setting them down to six points. So I say, I, I guess they were like, hey, let's try it again. It worked last week. But but the, but the Bengals have this guy named Jamarvelous Chase. Uh, who shreds one-on-one coverage. Uh, he's had uh, 754 receiving yards in his first seven NFL games. That is the most in NFL history. And this isn't a case of uh, just force-feeding him. It's not like a Devontae Adams situation. Uh, T. Higgins still came away with 15 targets. Tyler Boyd came away with seven. Uh, Joe Mixon had 12 carries for 59 yards, and he got away with a touchdown. Uh, I think most people knew Mixon uh, would have a tough day against the divisional foe who has a, a solid run run defense as well. Um, Lamar went 15 for 31, 257 yards, one touchdown, and he added 88 yards on the ground. So he had a solid game as far as fantasy is concerned. Uh, nobody can be trusted in this backfield. Devontae Freeman was a starter, so some people had to play him in a pinch, and he saved you by scoring a rushing TD. Uh, Marquise Brown had five catches for 80 yards and a touchdown on 14 targets. Why he only caught 30% of his passes is mind-boggling. Rashad Bateman went three for 80 on six targets. He's looking like a solid flex play if you're in a a bind. Um, But they're on a bye, so no need to go get him. Just wait till after the bye. Uh, The Falcons scathed by the Dolphins, 30 to 28. This was a fun game. It was a a lightweight shootout. Uh, I was wrong about Kyle Pitts. I said he wouldn't have he wouldn't live up to his draft position, uh, his fantasy draft position, because rookie tight ends never do. And the Falcons must have hurt me because uh, he never lines up at the tight end position anymore. Uh, he lined up out wide in the or in the slot thirty percent of the time last game. He's the Falcons wide receiver one. He went for seven for one sixty three, and he hasn't dropped a pass since two thousand nineteen. Yeah, while he was at Florida. Uh, Mike Davis, uh, I, I'm done with him. You you can drop him. Uh, I and it's sometimes I have rage drops. If you have like one or two points, I I rage drop guys. Uh, Patterson is the running back on his backfield, and you just won't know when to trust Mike Davis after this last performance. Uh, Matt Ryan has been playing t- tough as of late. Uh, he went 25 for 40, 336 yards and two touchdowns. Really went four for 26, and it was looking rough until he. Scored a touchdown that saved you. Uh, Tua put on a put on a show. Thirty-two for forty, two hundred and ninety-one yards and four touchdowns. I don't think it's enough to keep the head office off the phone for the Texans. Uh, they're one and six, and this is a team that went ten and six last year. Uh, Waddle and Gasecki look like weekly starters, and could be even better if the Dolphins uh beam down Deshaun Watson. Uh, Gaskins. Uh, when do you start him? Yeah, your guess is as good as mine. I have no idea. Uh, he finally got uh, the bulk of the carries this week. He went 15 for 67 and a receiving touch- touchdown. Uh, maybe he gets more touches with uh, Malcolm Brown hitting IR. Why they won't consistently give him 20 touches is frustrating. All right, the Rams face the Lions in the revenge game. How is Cooper Cup always open? He gets open like teams haven't watched a game tape for the Rams. He gets open like his opponents have him on their fantasy team, and I don't get it. 
this was the the home going for uh, Matthew Stafford, who spent an eternity with the Lions. Uh, and the Lions threw everything they could at the Rams. Onside kick, two fake punts, a double reverse flea flicker three-pointer off the glass. The Rams dominated the time of possession in the first half, and that's what you have to do when you're facing a juggernaut. Uh, Stafford went 28 for 41 for 334 and three. Cup slapped the Lions for 10 grabs, 156 yards, and two tuds. Uh, there's really no difference between Bobby Woods and Van Jefferson. You can start either one. If they're not, like, have a game plan to get Bobby Woods involved, you're looking at 10 to 13 points every week. That's just what it is with Cup being wide open all the time. Why would you throw it anywhere else? Uh, he had a solid game, 5 for 46 on eight targets. Uh, you're you're in a lot of trouble if you have to play golf. Even in the two QB league, you're in trouble. Uh, DeAndre Swift is the only guy to play in this backfield. Uh, he could be a weekly twenty point guy if he gets twenty touches a game. Simple as that. Uh, Williams did get they split the carries down the middle, but Swift was in the past game. Like I want to say he had eight grabs. So you you DeAndre Swift you you plug him in every single week. Uh, Khalif Raymond is shaping to be the only receiver to uh halfway trusting this receiving core. Uh, if you're in a massive bind, you start him. Uh, he had eight targets for six for 115. Uh, and if and he could see this kind of volume every week, how bad this team is, and they'll be forced to throw the ball 35 to 40 times weekly if they're not doing onside kicks and three fake punts. All right, let's get to why you're actually here. You're not here for the recap. You're here for the waiver wire picks of the week. The number one running back to add is Kenneth Gainwell for the Eagles. Uh, Miles Sanders went down with the ankle injury and was carted off the field. Uh, no word on the MRI, but more than likely two to four weeks he'll be out. Uh, I've been hearing some chatter about Boston Scott, who, who is an average running back. But you you want the guy who's getting the catches. Uh, the reason why this, it, it might be a tricky, a little tricky in, in the game one is because they're facing the Lions next week or this week, rather, and they might not have to throw the ball much because most teams just run down the line's throats. But if they're facing a team that can score, um, they'll be forced to throw more. Uh, just for instance, in the game against the Raiders, Gainwell ran 20-run routes and had seven targets, so I think he's the number one ad over Boston Scott. Uh, the number two guy is uh, a guy that may be rostered, Khalil Herbert of the Chicago Bears. I know, I know it feels gross to have any player that's on the offense for Chicago. But uh, I've seen him dropped in a few leagues uh, for guys thinking that Damian Williams' job, he was going to get the job back of the returning from the COVID list. Uh, Herbert looked good against a defense that has uh, relinquished 100 yards, haven't relinquished 100 yards rushing since Dalvin Cook last year. Uh, and I don't know if you can just put that gift back in a wrapper and say, oh, thanks for having an awesome game. We're going back to the savvy veteran in Damian Williams. Nah, not after that performance. Herbert played 51 snaps and ran 22 routes, so 18 carries and five targets. You want any guy that's getting 20 touches out the backfield. The number one QB to add is Deshaun Watson. Because you should already have a streaming QB on your team anyway. Uh, they have to trade him before the trade deadline, which is November the 2nd. Uh, he's not on the commissioner's exemption list. So, like I said in the news and notes, he'll sit a week, and then he's a weekly starter, 
And you and you might say, what what about him learning the new system or how good is the team that he's going to? The same can be said from last season where Watson's only weapons were Brandon Cooks, uh, at least after uh, Will Fuller got hurt or suspended. I can't remember which one. Um, so it was him and Cooks with no running game, and he still came away with 33 touchdowns and seven interceptions. He is the QB to add. Uh, the number one wide receiver to get is Cole Beasley. Yes, I know. I know what you're thinking. He's already owned. Not not in everybody's league. He's only owned in 56% of leagues. Uh, and the Bills lost Dawson Knox last week to a broken hand or the week before last, before the bye, to a broken hand. So he will be out a few weeks. Uh, so the targets have to go somewhere because the Bills couldn't care less about their run game. Uh, they, they feel about their run game how Ed Sharon and Justin Bieber feel about fitting in at a party. The number one DST to add is the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, they play the Jets. I don't need to give you any stats or metrics for you to understand that pick. The number two DST is the 49ers to stream against the Bears. No need for me to explain that either. All right, here's the part two of the waiver wire picks. This is my not-so-sexy list. These are guys that pick up after waivers have gone through. You wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning, no alarm to make these changes. Coming in at number one is Rashad Bateman. You really don't have to pick him up immediately because they're on a buy. Other owners aren't going to pick him up by pick him up by him being on a buy. Uh, Boston Scott, if you're in a jam and you just need a starting running back, they're playing against the Lions, go get them. Uh, Khalif Raymond of the Detroit Lions. If he's the number one wide receiver, they have to throw the ball to someone other than DeAndre Swift. So you go get him after the waivers have cleared. Adam Lazard, if if Adams doesn't play Thursday, uh, he has to, first of all, he has to have two negative tests, two negative COVID tests before Thursday to be cleared to play. Uh, Lazard is a massive target, 6'5", 227. And the Packers honestly need somebody else to get involved. So this could be the coming out party. Uh, number five, Darius Slayton. That's if Shepard and Galladay are out. Like I say all the time, they have to pass the ball some somewhere. Where's it going? Where are the targets going? To the only wide receiver that's available, Darius Slayton. Uh, these are guys to stash. All right, Sterling Shepard, Logan Thomas, T.Y. Hilton, all on the IR. This is what you do. You drop your kicker or either for either of these guys. Or a DST. Plug them into the hour spot, then go get another DST or a kicker. This is something else you can do. If you don't plan on playing them, put them in the IR spot, but set your lineup. That way you don't have to drop them when they come back. You can't change your lineup, though. So you have to keep your lineup set and as is, because if you change it or go get another player, you have to drop them out of the IR spot. So if you set it up, you can have like an extra player for the week. All right, this concludes the podcast for the week seven recap and the waiver wire pickups for week eight. If you made it this far, I want to thank you for being a part of the Fantasy Fixers Wolfpack. Since I'm Winston Wolf, I think we, it's only fitting to be a part of the Wolfpack. Uh, this is another episode in the books. This was fun. This was quick because we didn't have a lot to say about the actual waiver picks. It wasn't a lot of guys out there. Half of them were on bye last week. You had to survive the bye apocalypse last week. Good luck in your game. See you next week. Hey, I want to give a special shout out to my guy Champa on YouTube uh, for dropping his beat. 
I love it. And I appreciate you. And I thank you. And I owe you. I'm out.